every decision they make can have an effect on our lives. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack. America's not the same as it was 100 years ago. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets and cities that are run by liberal Democrats. This is Our Lives in Politics with your host Booker and co-host Lou Basada. Well, I'm sure you've heard the news that President Donald Trump got indicted again. Who hasn't? And what does it mean? Well, the poll numbers have risen, and so did Donald Trump's bank account. It's being reported that Trump has raised $7 million since his last indictment. And, you know, 10 to 15 more indictments, and uh, President Donald Trump may have enough money to buy the presidency. There is a lot happening right now. The news cycle is so fast, and it's really hard to keep up with it. A lot is happening with whistleblowers coming out of the woodwork with incriminating information about the United States federal government and the Biden crime family. If you remember a few weeks ago, Senator Chuck Grassley said he had a whistleblower that stated there was a FD-1023 that alleged a criminal scheme by Joe Biden and his family with a foreign national. Now, I don't know about you, but I had never heard of FD-1023 until that moment. But here we are a few weeks later, about a month later, and all we hear is about the 1023. We're going to get into all of that on this hour when we're joined by Greg Bolden from the podcast America in Bolden on the America Out Loud podcast network. I'm Booker Scott. Thanks for joining me here on America Out Loud talk radio or wherever you found us to listen to this podcast. And also, if you haven't already, please go to unifiedoneamerica.com and subscribe for additional content. So the 1023, that's all we've been hearing about. It starts out with the whistleblower from Chuck Grassley, and then the fight with the FBI. Uh, James Comer of the House Select Committee in Congress, he tries to get the information. He wants the 1023. The FBI pushes back, says, no, you can't have it. And then there's talk of a subpoena that was going to be given to Christopher Wray and the FBI to produce that 1023. That's all we've been hearing about is the 1023. Eventually, Christopher Wray takes that 1023 to Congress, to Capitol Hill, and he allows Jamie Raskin, the Democrat from Maryland, and James Comer to view that information. And some leaks come out. And eventually some more members of Congress look at that in a protected area. It's called a skiff. So they take a look at that, and more information is coming out. And it sort of revealed what was in that 1023. In this hour, we're going to try to connect some dots for you. A little bit more about Ukraine, because this foreign national was from Ukraine, and the money was $5 million that was paid to the Biden crime family. That is what is alleged in this 1023. So that's what we're going to get into with Greg Bolden. But before we do, let's go to Capitol Hill to listen first to Senator Ted Cruz. He is questioning Deputy Director of the FBI, Abate. Last month, a whistleblower brought to light the existence in the FBI of a report, an FD-1023, in which the informant alleges that President Biden and his family members engaged in a $5 million bribery scheme during his time as vice president. 
Deputy Director Abadi, is it true that the FBI has a report making those allegations? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that, Senator. And why is that? I'm just not going to comment on uh, information we received, investigations. Do you owe an obligation to the American people to be candid about evidence of corruption by the President of the United States? This is uh, an area that I'm not going to get into with you, Senator. So there you have the FBI stonewalling again, passing along information to a United States senator in that hearing. It continued. Marsha Blackburn continued along the same way, trying to get the information from Deputy Director Abate. You said in your response to Senator Cruz that you and the FBI do your job to the best of your ability. So why don't you tell me what your job is? Is it to defend and shield Joe Biden or is your job? to protect this country and the Constitution of the United States. Which is it? The job of the FBI is to protect the country, keep people safe, and uphold the Constitution of our great country. So Period. That's what we work to do every day. Objectively, there are not two standards of justice. There is only one. It's applied equally to each and, and every perception, person. perception, there are two standards, very clear standards of justice in this country. We see it every single day. So there you have Senator Marsha Blackburn from the state of Tennessee questioning Deputy Director Abate. And the phone calls is part of what she's questioning him about. And also Ted Cruz did the same thing. So what were the phone calls? Well, that is what was redacted when Christopher Ray took that 1023 to the Capitol uh, so that James Comer and Jamie Raskin could read that 1023. There was, uh, there was so much redacted that they didn't know what it was. Well, well, Senator Chuck Grassley, he found out what it was, and he read it live on the Senate floor. Speak to my colleagues about the Biden administration and the FBI playing games with the American people by hiding the FBI-generated 1023 document from Congress and the American people. Let me assist for the purposes of more transparency on this subject. The 1023 produced to the House Committee's redacted reference that the foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and Hunter Biden allegedly has audio recordings of his conversation with them. 17 such recordings. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and then Vice President Joe Biden. So did you hear that? There were 17 phone calls recorded. Yeah, 17 phone calls, 15 of them to Hunter Biden, two of them to Joe Biden. That's what's alleged in an FD-1023. So what is an FD-1023? I'm going to get some help on this. Greg Bolden is the host of the podcast America Embolden, which is a great name for a podcast, by the way. And it is here on this network, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Go to AmericaOutloud.com and listen to his work because one of, one of the shows I think you'll be interested in that can tie into this was John Paul Mac Isaac. Remember him? He was the guy that took Hunter Biden's laptop in and eventually turned it in. And, and then, of course, 
between the press and the the federal bureaucracy. They've almost ruined his life. But anyway, Greg has a great deal of knowledge on this information. So I want to bring him in now to try to help us decipher and get through this 1023 information. Greg, welcome to Our Lives in Politics. Thanks for having me, Booker. Glad to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, so when, when, when we hear about an FD-1023, which I'm sure none of us ever have, at least I had not until about three weeks ago when Chuck Grassley started talking about this whistleblower. So this whistleblower comes out and there is an FD-1023. An FD-1023 simply is a, the number of a form in the FBI. And so that's, that's what an FD-1023 is. And then that form then alleges or makes allegations of something. And in this case, it is coming from a confidential informant that the FBI has used since 2010 to 2020 when this was, which I believe was June of 2020 is when this FD 1023 was made. But over that 10 year period, 2010 to 2020, they paid this uh, confidential informant about $200,000. So it's someone they had worked with and had credibility within the FBI, and they get this 1023. Had you ever heard of an FD-1023 before this? So I had not heard of an FD-1023 before. So immediately, the first thing I started to do is uh, (laughs) go on to research why the FBI uses this form, how it's used in context uh, previously, and what I discovered is the FD-1023 is an official document of the FBI. Anytime that they hire their informants and they have people that are kind of loyal, uh, this can be individuals that are working with the FBI over decades. So while they're not considered classified documents in the sense of um, they're unable to be seen by people, they're very seldom entered into investigations and very seldom ever seen by congressional oversight if they need FBI documents, simply for the reason of they do not want to burn one of their resources, because they see this as one of their largest ways to cast the widest net to get the most amount of fish of information. And so when you have people in the Ukraine and other countries uh, working in foreign affairs, this is the easiest way to get information that is correct, uh, information that is upstanding, So that way the FBI has a good idea of what they're working with. So in this case, the FD-1023 was somebody that is in the Ukraine uh, who was having conversations, allegedly, because we have not heard the phone calls, but I'm going to tell your listeners that even though it's alleged, I would say that if our House Oversight Committee uh, has heard this when they went to go listen, that this is, uh, I'll put 99.9% accurate information at this point in time, although it has not been released. That's the only reason I'm using the word alleged with your audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, what this tell, tells me is that uh, we have factual information of Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, receiving $5 million a piece. And today I'm going to go into how that possibly could have been funneled into a Delaware account here uh, where I reside. And we also possibly have evidence that they were being bribed on this phone call information recording, however this took place. Now, the FBI is holding on to this information, which should lead all the listeners to ask the question of, why is this something that was not given to Comer? Uh, how, how come he wasn't able to see this until they subpoenaed it? And then who made him 
aware that these even existed in the first place. Uh, that tells me that there's probably somebody doing some good in the FBI to make sure that the people investigating Joe Biden uh, are in the know of some information that previously has not been. So I think there's some good actors in the FBI, as well as some people that are hiding things, whether it's the attorney general uh, that's causing that for the FBI not to. But uh, the, the long short of all this is, I think the question he asks is the FD 1023. Uh, it's a report that's normally the most uh, highly sensitive informants. They never want to burn those informants, which is why the majority of us have never heard of this document before. And yeah. that is very relevant to uh, the conversation. Yeah, and uh, I have some thoughts also on on who may be doing that. You brought that up, and it's a great thing uh, to bring up and even have a conversation about sometime. Maybe we can uh, fit it in here, or maybe we fit it in right now um, about who sure. who is doing this. And, you know, I would think uh, you, you say it may be some good guys in the FBI. Well, what if it's what if it's uh, someone in the Democrat apparatus that wants to push Joe Biden out of the way, which is something that I think has been coming for the last six or seven months? I, I, I kind of made that prediction back when the classified documents were coming up everywhere in his uh, garage and at the UPenn Center. Uh, there was a reason for that. And I think the usefulness of Joe Biden for the Democratic Party was over and it, it was time to push him out. So it, it could be either one. But back to the conversation that we have right now is is let's fit all this into let's go back to Donald Trump having a phone call. The quid pro quo. Remember that phone call, everyone? I do. <laughs> well, there, there, there was a reason for that, but because it is alleged that uh, exactly what Greg was just talking about, that Joe Biden took money to do something. And uh, Greg, what was, what was it that he took the money for? And he was successful at that as well, wasn't he? Uh, so are you referring to Joe Biden wanting to have uh, the prosecutor fired? Yeah, yeah, Victor, <laughs> Victor Shokin. Exactly. So uh, when we look at quid pro Joe, as I like to call it, um, he bragged about how he took this Obama money uh, that when he was over in the Ukraine. They were doing an investigation into Burisma Holdings, which at that point in time had paid his son uh, anywhere from 200000 to 600000 It's very unclear still to this day exactly what that top number is. Uh, but he was concerned that if they were to start doing this investigation, um, I would allege that he's concerned that they're going to find out where the money is all going back to the Biden family. They would trace it. So he says right on tape that, you know, uh, he told him he needed to be fired, that they're not going to look into that or else this uh, billion dollars is going to disappear. And then I think his exact words, well, son of a bitch, they fired him. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that to me is, you know, dangling money for a favor, which when Trump did it, uh, they sent him to the impeachment. When Joe Biden does it, apparently uh, it's it's perfectly cool, especially when it's helping to protect himself and his interest in the Ukraine, which he has a ton of interest in the Ukraine. It's not about Burisma Holdings. This goes back to his entire family. This goes back to his brother. Um, and that's the context of the story that goes back to 1992 when Joe Biden first gets set up in the Ukraine, as far as what I can trace here in Delaware, my investigative journalism. Uh, but there's a family by the name of the Hynanskis. Now, depending on who you speak with, you'll either refer to Ivan Hynansky or John Hynansky. In the Ukraine, people call him Ivan. 
in Wilmington, Delaware, where I reside. People call him John. John Hynansky is of Ukrainian descent, lives in Delaware, was friends with Biden ever since he first became a senator. And he started a car dealership. That car dealership was called Winter Ford. It was solely a Ford dealership, had a little shop up in Wilmington, Delaware, a small city by the standards of most cities here in the United States. However, that started to grow once Joe Biden became a senator in 1972. And so that friendship between Hynansky and Biden continued to grow to the point where Hynansky became Joe Biden's number one financial donor of all of his campaigns. Uh, I believe just over the past uh, presidential campaigns, he's donated over $200,000 through various funds. But not just that, but during the same time, Joe Biden's brother ends up having his home purchased and bought for by John Hynansky. And that raised some uh, interesting questions when he went to sell the home. Sure. And the newspapers here in Delaware said, huh, why does Joe Biden's brother not own this home? Why does Hynanskis own it? And uh, I'm going to explain to your listeners right now why we should be paying attention to what's going on in the Ukraine with the war, what's going on with Hunter. This is such a large story. And the majority of the mainstream media is completely ignoring their investigative journalism duties and connecting the dots. It's just morally bankrupt. But, But here we go. If you want to go and Google, and I've said this before on my show and on the America Out Loud Network, I think I talked to Malcolm one time about this, but I've never gone this in depth because uh, we didn't have this $5 million, $10 million before. If you want to go and Google, who is the largest auto dealership in the Ukraine? Booker, I'm sure you're not going to be shocked to find out that it's John Hynanskis, who's now known over there as more uh, Ukrainian name, Ivan Hynansky. It's his winner automotive. Now, winner automotive, what are the odds that this little tiny car dealership sitting on a small street in Wilmington, Delaware, that was highly successful in Delaware, grew? But what are the odds that not only are they now the number one car dealership in the entire state of uh, Delaware, but they're also the number one car dealership of all brands of vehicles, not just Ford, They sell Audis, they sell everything in the Ukraine. But wait, there's more. Because not only are they an auto dealership, but they converted to one of the largest commercial developers in the entire country of Ukraine. Which means now, if you know anything about commercial real estate, you know anything about these type of developments or in these countries where there's already corruption, you have the easiest method to launder money in the world. Now, where does that all come back to? Our president, Joe Biden, because Joe Biden's the person who put John Hynansky in the Ukraine using his senator connections in 1992. So you tell me, we have three decades of experience. Is it wrong of me to put up on the thought board, so to speak, if we have a whiteboard that we're putting information, is it wrong for me to connect the dots that the Bidens have been involved in money schemes in the Ukraine for over three decades, and therefore there likely is plenty of investigation that we can do. Everybody says that that Ukraine, Russia, that's a money laundering scheme, but what you just laid out for us there 
is a money laundering scheme. And it's a relationship that Joe Biden has had for over 30 years with Ukraine and uh, with this Hynansky that you speak of, which I, I had really never heard of that until you just brought it up. So great information there. So as we look at this thing, big picture, and as you say, connect dots, what other dots do we connect here between the Comer subpoenas and Grassley finding things? And don't you really believe, Greg, that Grassley really knows a whole lot more than he's telling us that he knows right now? Absolutely, he does. I mean, he has actually listened to the tapes, uh, which means he knows exactly uh, what is being discussed by the Bidens on this. He knows that they are compromised, uh, but because of his position of power, as well as the classified status, he cannot tell us anymore. Uh, he is he's very limited in all that. But I can tell you who does have some information, and you mentioned his name at the top of uh, my introduction, John Paul Mac Isaac. Mm-hmm. Now, jo- John Paul has uh, gone into hiding. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a, an acquaintance of John Paul at this point in time. After my interview with him, we exchanged cell phone numbers, and we kept in touch uh, over this past year. But recently, uh, I'm not sure if you uh, have followed the story, but Hunter Biden has gone on the offensive and has sued John Paul. I did see uh, that. Stating that that laptop was his. Right. And so when he did that, uh, John Paul had to get another lawyer. And of course, this guy is not independently wealthy by any means. He is uh, somebody who really was a blue-collared American um, pushing up his shirt sleeves each day, fixing computers. And uh, so now John Paul has not been returning any of my text messages. But during our conversations... He told me about a couple of the names that were in the emails on Hunter Biden's laptop, which uh, now there seems to be photos of his laptop everywhere. But for whatever reason, those emails still are not uh, on a public record in full. And I don't know why, but maybe if the guys at Marco Polo, they can take care of that and start getting the rest of the emails. Yeah. Uh, by the way, let me let me jump in. Me. Let me jump in real sure. quick and talk about Garrett Ziegler and the guys at Marco Polo. They've they've done great work. Um, so go to Marco Polo, Google that, or search it through Bing or DuckDuckGo, however you use uh, a search engine, and look for Marco Polo because you can find pretty much everything to do with uh, Hunter's laptop at Marco Polo. And again, that's Garrett Ziegler. If you don't know who he is, he worked in the Trump administration underneath Peter Navarro. Okay, great. Go ahead. I'm sorry for the interruption. Absolutely. No, actually, I'll, I'll follow up on that Marco Polo, too. I'm not sure if you know anybody there or you've never spoken with Gary. Uh, but I, I would caution all listeners, before you go to that website, if you have a VPN, I would advise you turn it on. Or if you can turn your cookies off for that website, I also would advise you turn your cookies off. And the reason I, I state that is I have no problem with people accessing this information. I hope everybody is able to see what they want to see. Uh, but Marco Polo's website has a very interesting release statement at the very bottom. And if you go onto that website and you, you read it, uh, basically uh, they tell you that you could be incriminating yourself for looking at any of their website, which I believe is just legal jargon. But at the same time, if you're protecting yourself with a VPN, you're protecting yourself with all these others, you can access that information without any type of care uh, of prosecution from the Biden family. And uh, you might laugh when I say that, but I, a lot of what I do here in Delaware investigatively on this story has come at great risk to me. I've been followed. Uh, I've had some interesting things recently. My car got hit by somebody 
who happens to work at Winter uh, Collision. And it wasn't hit during a regular accident. It was hit while my car was parked. Uh, so uh, you're dealing with uh, people that I don't believe uh, play fair. So I just want to make sure that your audience doesn't incriminate themselves when they go to a website like that. Make sure you're protecting yourself. Sure. Thank you, All right. Greg. Let's get back to the conversation at hand. <laughs> All right. So uh, John Paul MacIsaac in those emails tells me that the uh, previous person in the Ukraine that was in charge before Zelensky, that he, when he was let go because of all of his corruption, is now running the military front. But he also was tied to the Bidens. And you can see that through all these emails. Now, who are we sending money to right now, Booker? Uh, well, we send it to Ukraine by the billions almost daily and Zelensky. Well, we're sending it to Zelensky who's funneled it down to the military leader who happened to be the last person who was talking to Joe Biden. So technically, we are now funding the military operation of one of Hunter Biden's friends who, while they're no longer in charge of the Ukraine, they're in charge of all those funds that come funneled through. Doesn't that sound like a money laundering scheme as well? Yeah, they, that's Especially what when you can take in consideration you know, digital currency and the way that they can hide these funds immediately after because our government is not properly auditing the funds that we're sending over there to begin with. So, so what, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. Sure. I was going to say, so what, what we have here uh, is a three-decade scheme of the Biden crime family, as uh, you could call them, where they've been putting in uh, ways to get their entire family paid. But here's something that maybe you haven't heard of before. Have you ever heard of what an S-corporation is, of the way that they're set up? Are you familiar with that, Booker? Yeah, I have heard of the S-corporation. And I also know that Delaware. Okay, so S- I also know that Delaware is one of those states, and maybe the state, maybe Nebraska is another one, but the state where corporations set up because of all their laws. That is correct. You know, we are the the most friendly state to set up anything financially you want to do. Set up an LLC, people will never find you. You can completely hide. Well, uh, the Bidens have been using S corporations for some time. Uh, they've been going in and uh, setting up multiple S corporations. Now, why does that matter? Because if you're on Medicare, you're on Social Security, you have different money, you can put that in there. And because of a loophole in the tax code, uh, the Bidens don't have to report any of those funds. So when we look at their S corps, uh, and people are saying, well, okay, they got $10 million, $5 million apiece, why can't we find it? It's very easy why you wouldn't find that money that's being alleged right now by this FD 1023. You wouldn't find it because it's in the escort. And guess where uh, Joe Biden forgot to uh, tell everybody him and Jill have? Well, when he filled out those tax forms, conveniently back in the last presidential election, the escorts never were released to the public. It wasn't on any of his financial data. So now you have Jill Biden, Joe Biden with these. You have the grandchildren and children of Joe Biden that are set up with these. Uh, They can move the money around so easily, which goes to the last piece of that puzzle about where is the money going? If you remember Hunter Biden, when he started being disgraced by the laptop, he decided to become an artist. He started painting these really obscure art pieces that probably an iBooker, we wouldn't hang these in our homes. Mm but he sold them with digital currency for lavish amounts of money. Once again, it's alleged, I can't prove it, 
But that sounds like a really good way to launder money when you need it coming back into your family and into you as a person. And so what tells us whether or not that the Biden family is a family that is of moral and ethical integrity? When we look at Hunter Biden, all you have to do is look at his brother, Bo Biden. Now, Bo Biden, he said that his biggest thing when he was the attorney general here in the state of Delaware was uh, the fact of pedophilia, the fact of child trafficking, sexual abuse of children. But his number two in command was convicted of sex offense crimes. So even right underneath his nose as attorney general, Bo Biden's own person within his operation was doing this. Now, if you're supposed to be hard on this and that's supposed to be your number one thing, how do you let that go? And then we have his brother. Now, his brother, as soon as the body was put into the ground, was sleeping with Bo Biden's uh, ex-wife. And I only say ex-wife because he died. Does that sound like a moral person that you want running all the finances for the family through? Does that sound like somebody who's making great decisions that Joe Biden says is the smartest person that he knows? It makes me really question the Biden family's morality and whether or not they can even claim that they are a uh, altruistically good for our country in any way, shape or form. Yeah, and I, I've come to the conclusion a long time ago that they are not. And I think the evidence is out there. And, you know, now we come to this point where we have this information. You mentioned it earlier that the mass media, the mainstream media, they are doing nothing with it. They've been burying it for years because most of us have known so much about this story that you just introduced and, and uh, did such a good job of explaining to people. Uh, we've known a lot of it. Um, but like you said, the, the part the 17 audio recordings has been missing. We didn't know about that. So that's new information. So where do we go from here? And I want to take a break right here, and then we're going to come back and maybe spend a few minutes talking about where these investigations go. Do they have an end that we will think is going to be successful? And that's going to be coming up next here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. 
Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code out loud and get 20% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. to Our Lives and Politics here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Thank you always for joining us or finding us on the podcast. We are here with Greg Bolden of America in Bolden, one of the podcasts available on AmericaOutloud.com. So please, when you have the opportunity, download that app and listen to the great content daily that is put up there and great articles as well. So I'm Great contributors there on the network at America Out Loud. And Greg, you know, we've been talking about this FD-1023 and more. We've really been talking about the Bidens and Ukraine and the corruption. And there's a big mess of it. And now we have uh, James Comer and the House uh, Select Committee that have really been digging into it. They've been subpoenaing, uh, and I don't like saying that word, so I'm going to say it a different way. They've been sending subpoenas to (laughs) – that word always just – I don't like it. Um, I don't even know if it is a word, but I use it frequently. Um, Devin Archer, he's he's one that just got a subpoena uh, this past week. Uh, Another Hunter Biden, former person that did business with him. Uh, Tony Bobolinsky, another one of those names that – uh, he came out years ago on Tucker Carlson, right? And you know, here here we are, 
with all this information, it seems like half the country doesn't even know that it exists. And even when you try to put information out on social media, I have people all the time that come back and will attack me and say that that's not true. Everybody was trying to get rid of that uh, prosecutor, uh, Poroshenko, Victor Poroshenko, because he was a bad guy and he was he wasn't doing anything about the corruption over there. So that's the argument you get back from them. So they, again, are debunking all of these stories. It seems like there is one side that thinks one way. And again, just like everything else in this country today is so polarized, the other side thinks something else. How do we get the truth out to the people? Are these investigations going to get anywhere to a point where enough people can see it to say, man, we got to do something with Joe Biden? Uh, <laughs> so the... the- how do we get the information out there? Well, we're doing it, right? So the the alternative media, which I think is the new media, that's us, right? It's the, the Feet on the Ground, the America Out Loud Network, and all the other podcasts that are out there because we sure as hell can't rely on anybody at MSNBC, Fox News, CNN to tell this story uh, because it's just not going to happen. It's not in their financial pockets' best interest to tell this story because all of that is controlled by the almighty corporation's dollar. Uh, you and I, we don't succumb to the dollar, right? Uh, we're doing this uh, out of the love of what we do, trying to find truth and search for it. Donald Trump was trying to search for that truth. And I had the ability uh, just a few days ago, I was on a call on a Twitter space with Lev Parnas. Uh, Lev Parnas and I, uh, and I asked him a question <laughs> during all this, and he, he ran pretty quick from it. But if you're not familiar, Lev Parnas was who Donald Trump hired in order to find out whether or not there was corruption in the Ukraine with the Biden family. And on this Twitter space, he said, I spoke with everybody. I went over. I talked to every single individual and I could not find one piece of corruption linking Biden's back to any type of thing in the United States and the Ukraine. Now, Lev, number one, uh, this shows me that. Donald Trump has horrible taste in who he's going to hire. Like his, really, this was a questionable hiring decision because this guy has charges against him anyway as a criminal operative. Uh, But (laughs) he has not been convicted, so I don't want to paint him that way and get sued. But I'm Mm -hmm. just letting you know there are charges out there. But when I brought up the Hynansky family, it was like he had never heard the name before. And I said to him, I said, Lev, how is it that Trump sent you over there and you can't find? one of the first corporations that the Biden family set up in the Ukraine and links completely back to Delaware where Biden resides. And he said, he's like, well, I think I've heard of an auto dealership. I heard auto dealership, but uh, I got to go. It's been great talking (laughs) to everybody today, but I'm out of time. (laughs) Conveniently. (laughs) This guy, conveniently, right? This guy over there in the Ukraine right now living. Actually, I believe, uh, yeah, he's in the Ukraine. I had to check that real quick, fact check myself. Uh, so he's living in the Ukraine. He's afraid to say anything. He knows where his bread's buttered. You know, Donald Trump, yeah, I'm sure that Giuliani thought that he was hiring somebody who was really in the know. But this same issue is the issue we have here in the United States. It's all corrupt. The politicians that are out there are not looking out for you and I, Booker. That's why shows like yours and mine exist. Corporations aren't looking out for the people. You know, big pharma we know is not looking out for the people. It's the reason why we have this type of information, these type of conversations that we're having. Look at Loretta Lynch, Loretta Lynch and the tarmac story, Mm -hmm. right? You mean to tell me 
that in the time that Hillary Clinton's being investigated, and this is very relevant to the story right now about whether or not the American public will find out about Joe Biden. If the Clinton-Lynch meeting was only about the grandchildren, and then the very next day, Comey comes out and goes, we're not charging Hillary with anything. You know, she didn't have any type of criminal intent with these emails. The woman was taking hammers with her team Mm -hmm. and breaking Blackberries and destroying the data server. Are you kidding me? That is criminal. It's the same thing that's in these accusations against Donald Trump stating he talked to somebody about possibly destroying some of the classified documents. Well, hell, Hillary Clinton actually didn't. She didn't get charged with anything. And I don't want to get into what aboutisms about, like, you know, what about Clinton? I want to stick to the point of the attorney general controls the FBI. I believe that this country's uh, FBI, the alphabet agencies, were so afraid of Donald Trump and so afraid of what he was going to do to the military industrial complex, which Tucker Carlson just a few days ago stated extremely well. He was so afraid of all this that they said, we've got to put whatever we can to slow this guy down and then make sure that he can't overtake what we're doing. He can't shake the branches. And so when you have uh, Loretta getting involved with Comey, and then immediately after, who was the FBI director when Trump came in? That's right, it was Comey. He was still in power. Now, eventually he gets out. But you mean to tell me that these people that work at the FBI, that are loyal to Comey, the directors and everything else, they're simply going to change their allegiance because a Republican Donald Trump is in office? I don't think so for a minute. It's not that they're Democrats. It's not that they're Republicans. It's because the alphabet agencies are the ones that are actually in control of the wars. They're in control of the military industrial complex. They're in charge of the information and manipulation around the entire world. And that is way too powerful for Biden to be seen for what he is. Now, I believe they're going to scare Biden. You're correct at the top of the show when you said that Uh, You know, Greg, I've been talking about how Biden is probably not going to be running again. This is their way of getting him out. Mm -hmm. The writing's on the wall. The the nominee, I will make a prediction on your show today. The nominee, when it all comes down, will not be Joe Biden. It will be Gavin Newsom. I will will go to my grave on that that prediction. I think that this documents that we're seeing, there's not going to be any charges. Their family's going to continue to launder that money well after Joe Biden's president. But it is going to help push him out. And I'm going to give some other information today. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but everything to do with Joe Biden. The guy is failing in health. I talked to people who drive him around. Uh, just about two years ago, he was at Helen Grand Cancer Center. Uh, he was getting trips there. This is from people that work in both the fire and police world that have confided in me on this. Uh, who are on the detail with Secret Service to take him there as part of their driving the route from his house in Wilmington, Delaware, over the Newark, Delaware, where he was being seen. I've been told that the cancer scare is over now, that uh, he's either in remission or whatever type of cancer it was, was treated. So that's good for the president. But here's what's not treated, the dementia. Yeah. The dementia is real. It's not just a talking point. No, you can and see it. And it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Uh, I have reports on the ground with people that have talked to him that he forgets things that just happened today. I've been told that his conversation skills when he talks about things that have happened in the past are excellent. Uh, but when it comes to what he did yesterday, 
He gets confused easily and needs to be redirected and put back on the things. Uh, I've also been told by people that love the Bidens that Jill Biden at this point, his wife, uh, is basically uh, also guilty of abuse because she knows this about her husband. And she wants him to be president. She wants the power because she's part of this entire money scheme. What type of teachers worth millions upon millions and tens of millions of dollars? I don't know any. I'm a teacher. Yeah. I'd love to have that type of money. But she's she's married to the money now, and it's all part of their family. It's all corrupt. And uh, will it come out? I don't think the way that you and I would like it to come out. Uh, will it get him out of office? Yes, I think that this is the death blow for the Biden family. And we'll move on from this within the next two and a half years. And the interesting part, I believe, is that this is probably going to be the end of Biden. And I'm with you on Gavin Newsom, by the way. That's what I said six, seven months ago. And I, I, it's who allowed this to happen. And it, it, the interesting thing is that it is not the rhinos in Congress that are putting on the show trials and the hearings. But it's going to end up being the Democrats that have allowed the complex, the apparatus of the uh, attorney general and the department of justice to allow particular leaks that probably take down Biden, at least in a, in a nice way. Not a, like, I, I agree with you. I don't believe that uh, we're going to see him arrested and, and none of that's going to happen with Joe Biden. Uh, it's probably not going to happen with Hunter Biden. He's going to get, you know, little, he, he probably will eventually get arrested but Joe Biden will pardon the entire family on the way out the door. Uh, but I just think this is the end of it for them. And I, I, I think, I don't know. Do you, what do you think about that? Do you think it's, do you think it's the damage that the Republicans are doing, or do you think it's the, the damage that the Democrats are allowing the Republicans to do? I don't think there's any damage. Uh, I think that, that that's giving Joe Biden way too much credit that he's actually the president. Yeah, I think that Joe Biden is simply a placeholder for the presidency. There's a very powerful entity working in the background to your shadow government. And I'm not trying to sound conspiratorial when I say that, but the shadow government is a very real thing. There are incredibly powerful institutions at work here. Uh, if you think that Joe Biden's setting the policy and tone in this country, uh, <laughs> I, I, I really feel that that's a, a foolish belief here. Yeah. Uh, so Joe, Joe Biden was who could beat Donald Trump, and everybody knew it. Um, you knew it because it would play to the Barack Obama base, who was a very, very popular and energizing president for the Democrats. So when we put Joe Biden up against uh, Donald Trump. You have the battle of good versus evil is the way that the Democrats sold it. They sold it extremely well. But they also knew that Joe Biden wasn't going to be the actual president. They ensured that by making Kamala Harris the vice president. Because Joe Biden and everybody is going, well, we can't let her become right. president, right? We got to protect that at all costs. Yeah. So it's it's the perf perfect insurance policy. Like, listen to us, do as we say. And this entire time, if you were asked Joe Biden how he feels on things, this guy's done the least amount of press conferences of any president in my lifetime, 44 years on this earth, four decades. And this guy has done the least amount of talking about the things that he actually believes in and the policies that he set, what does that tell you? It tells you likely he has no idea half the agendas that is being set forth by his cabinet and by the people that are really in charge. So to kind of sum that all up, I believe that they can get him out of office because he was a useful idiot. Mm -hmm. He was the useful idiot, the puppet that got through what they needed to do, and we're going to get into the next section, which would really scare people is what's going on in Florida right now 
uh, in the indictment that happened earlier in the week with Donald Trump. The reason that should scare you is because at this point in time, that tells you they have control of all sides, yeah. that they can paint this. I mean, I read the charges on my show uh, on Thursday uh, for my audience, and uh, or I'm sorry, on Wednesday's show. And during that show, uh, I really said, you know, not one time during this entire indictment document does the word espionage show up. But yet the mainstream media has told everybody, yeah. and I even use it on my show on Monday, that this was an espionage charge. It's not. And the minimum sentencing does not exist on any of these charges, which means they can find him guilty, find him $250,000 maximum per charge, and send him on his way without any jail time except having to say that he's guilty of something. I mean, this is a perfect plan by the shadow government and people that are in charge in order to make sure this happens. And all of this ties straight back to the FBI because that's the people that are either, you know, kind of investigated in Mar-a-Lago and pushed this entire thing. I mean, this is just a, a banana republic sham government at this point in time. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you completely, Greg. Um, as we wrap up here, as you look at everything that's happening. And you know that there's probably another indictment, maybe two coming for Donald Trump along the way. They're just going to space that out as uh, the uh, election comes uh, next year in 2024. What are are you seeing? What are you seeing with, with the investigations, the hearings? Is there, is there any solution for us, the people that want our government back? Is there anything coming like that for us? Uh, no, uh, that's, yeah. that's the long and short, quick answer. I wish I had an optimistic answer. Here's what you can do. And this, I, I talk about this on my show oftentimes about how to create a better government for yourself. The first thing you can do is start working on your local laws and regulations. Start working at the county level. What's happening, you know, in your neighborhood, uh, start working small and work yourself out because there's no reeling in. Uh, the monster that is Washington, D.C. at this point in time. But there is really in their influence on the local governments around you. And let me tell you, the local laws and regulations, the school boards, that has so much more power than anything going on in Washington, D.C. I mean, when you look at school boards taking away the right for families to have information about their children, uh, look at politicians, follow that up immediately after. Everybody thinks that everything comes downhill from Washington, D.C. That's not true. It funnels up to D.C., and then D.C. influences everything from the bottom. Yeah. And I think that that's the biggest thing people have just got to be aware of. It's not about who's president in 2024. It's not about you elect to the Senate or Congress. It's about what are you doing in your hometown? How are you protecting your constitutional rights there? And how are you standing up? If we fail at the local level, there is no hope at the national level. So people have got to get active. They've got to start caring enough to raise their voices at the town halls. They've got to start demanding more, and they've got to start being more vocal. Republicans, too, uh, generally are the quiet party. Democrats are the party of noise. Uh, So if you're a conservative, now it's time to start raising your voice and making it heard in your local elections, uh, banding together. That's the only way this entire thing changes. It's it's not going to be solved magically in, in two more years at all. And I couldn't agree more with Greg Bolden. And that is Greg Bolden from America Embolden. His podcast is on the America Out Loud Network. And a big thing that America Out Loud Network is about 
is getting you involved, getting loud and get active. We talk about it all the time, and it is so important that you get involved in the school board like Greg was just talking about. School boards, county commission, the local mayor. Get involved in your community. It's so, so important, and it's really the way to take back our country. And we have to understand that, that we can't just rely on the federal elections and national politicians. It's the people live right next door to us, our neighbors and the people in our local government. Great information there from Greg about the 1023, about Hynansky and the Biden connection going back uh, 50 years with that. So that's a rabbit hole that you can dig into definitely about Joe Biden there as we watch this 1023 go forward. One thing that Greg also mentioned was a Tucker Carlson piece. As you know, Tucker Carlson no longer is with Fox News, but he is doing monologues from time to time on Twitter. I would encourage you to go watch the latest one, which is what Greg referenced. But right now I'm going to play a little bit of that for you so that you'll have a reference to what Greg mentioned. Here's Tucker Carlson. Biden administration arrested Donald Trump this afternoon. They had him arraigned and fingerprinted in a Miami courthouse like the accused felon he now technically is. These were the first steps in a process that is designed to put Donald Trump behind bars for the rest of his life. Cable News carried every moment of it live. It's unprecedented, they told us, with what looked like shock. But they weren't shocked. They knew this was coming. Everyone who's paid attention knew it was. What just happened was always going to happen. It's been inevitable since February 16th, 2016. That's the day Donald Trump made a blood enemy of the largest and most powerful organization in human history, which would be the federal government. Despite what you may remember, it wasn't anything that Trump had said about immigration or trade with China or rapists from Mexico. Those are the stories that dominated the headlines that year. Trump's a racist, they screamed. Stop him. But inside Washington, that was just noise. None of it really rated. Identity politics doesn't mean much to permanent Washington. What matters then and now is foreign policy, the invasions and occupations and proxy wars the decisions that determine which global populations will thrive and which will die, the policies that come with trillion-dollar price tags, the ones that, over time, have made the counties around D.C. the richest suburbs in the world. So there you have Tucker Carlson giving you the reason that all of this is happening to Donald Trump. You see, the federal government can't allow us to be a government for the people, by the people, of the people. It's become so big and and it's out of control. They overreach in every way, in every part of our lives. And the only way to take it back is, again, getting local, getting involved local. Um, one other piece I want to play for you from Tucker Carlson's uh, monologue that he put out on Twitter. Again, go watch the whole thing. It's about 15 minutes long. I'm just playing you a couple of snippets so you'll understand the reference that Greg made. Why? Because that's the way a democracy works. You vote for a candidate in the belief that his appointees will carry out the policies that you voted for. It's not about the president, it's about you, the voter. But Pompeo didn't do that. He didn't even try to do that. In fact, he undermined Trump's often stated commitment to peace and non-intervention abroad at every turn. His every waking hour was devoted to fomenting war in some faraway foreign country or other. Iran, Syria, Russia, North Korea, the list goes on. But rather than telling Trump that he disagreed with his ideas, as a man would, 
Pompeo toadied up to Trump, a man he despised, in the oiliest, most over-the-top way imaginable. Ask anyone who worked in that White House at the time. Who is the appointee most likely to tell Donald Trump on a daily basis that he was handsome, virile, sleek, and powerful? Mike Pompeo. That will be the consensus answer. Those of us who saw firsthand Pompeo's relentless kowtowing will never forget it. It was indelibly repulsive. No one with self-respect could do something like that. But Mike Pompeo did it effortlessly, with relish and verve. Now, this same person is telling Fox News viewers that he fears for the safety of our military, our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, in the approved phrase, because Donald Trump took some classified documents home and didn't immediately return them to the National Archives? What a lie that is. So there you have Tucker Carlson. Again, go view it for yourself. If you have Twitter, please go find Tucker Carlson and watch that 15-minute video. Very, very interesting. I hope you've gotten something out of this hour here on Our Lives and Politics. As we dove into the 1023, some questioning uh, in the Senate hearings of the FBI Deputy Director Abate, and there a little bit of Tucker Carlson. And, and again, thank you so much for Greg Bolden for being a guest here on Our Lives in Politics this week. Have yourself a great week. Thank you so much for listening to this program on America Out Loud Talk Radio. My name is Booker Scott. And remember, salt without flavor has no value at all, and it's just thrown on the ground to be stepped on. You are the salt of the earth, so be salty. You've been listening to Our Lives in Politics on the America Out Loud Network.